This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is another great day for talk radio. Obviously, every Friday seems to be. Weather-wise, not too bad, albeit a little cool still. One degree, supposed to hit double digits on Sunday, and then again, it turns cold next week. I don't know. We're sort of in that crazy period betwixt and between, you know, the March lion versus the lamb. And so uh, we'll find out exactly in the week after this one where uh, we're headed because it just seems unseasonably cool. However, that all being said... Let's get started. I mean, I just want to really get into it. There's so much to talk about, and I like to start like a rocket sled on rails, come right out of the chute and uh, hit you with all the good. Well, not like a rocket sled on rails because that would be actually slower than what this 19-year-old Oakville kid was doing on the 403 last night in Mississauga. Did you see this? The OPP clocked some hellion doing 254 clicks, 254 miles uh, kilometers per hour uh, in his BMW X5. I don't know what that is. Uh, what horses would that have? It's got to be a powerful engine. I mean, the Beamers, that series seems like it's a fairly uh, competent, roadworthy car that can reach those speeds. But comfortably, I don't think so. I don't care who you are unless you're actually driving on some kind of a circuit. you got no reason or good cause to go 254 clicks, which is, by my count, probably about 154 over the posted. So anyway, he's had his license suspended. The car's been impounded. You know what I don't get? Why don't they name him? So, you know, we can all tweet out what a knob you are. You're endangering other people on the road. What are you thinking? All right. Well, uh, this is one of those things where I'm not sure exactly uh, where we take this, but, uh, you know, it just serves to note that some people driving too quickly for anybody's good can cause havoc. To wit, uh, we just had the sentencing of the Humboldt bus drive, uh, the Humboldt uh accident uh, causer there, the guy who was driving the semi-trailer. And uh, it's really, I mean, it's got me confused and conflicted here because he gets eight years. Uh, the maximum would have been well beyond that. The Crown had argued for something from 18 months to four years, which the judge discounted. Some of the family's members are kind of happy for the closures, others not so much. And uh you know, the real key for me is this guy, when he serves a sentence, is going to be deported. He's a non-permanent resident. I think that might be the real penalty. He came with the best of intentions, I suppose, to this country back in 2013 to follow his girlfriend. But uh, this guy now is going to be deported. And uh, on that matter, uh, our legal expert, Joseph Newberger, weighed in earlier today. He believes, by the way, the eight-year sentence is fair. And it will never repair the losses that the families have suffered. And it will never address the feeling of some type of retribution that the families want. Sentencing has to be a process of balance where you're mindful of case law and the culpability of the individual. And in this case, what is also very significant is that we know from the forensic reports that, yes, he blew through a rather large stop sign, uh, didn't make any attempt to, to stop, that's what was involved in the facts, and then the bus had no way to get out of the way. It was going to be an accident no matter what. But those are the facts. And so the court has to focus in on that when trying to meet out an, appro- an appropriate sentence. All right. Uh, that was Joseph Newberger. Now let's go right to the scene in uh, Saskatchewan. We've been joined on the line by uh, Sarah Comedina, who's a global news reporter. And uh, Sarah, uh, good afternoon, first of all. Were you in the court today? 
I wasn't in the court today, but I've been following closely. I, I was outside of the court today as I was relaying the information that we were getting from the inside. All right. Uh, if you can, just give us a sense for the mood in general or, uh, you know, was it sort of a, a mixed bag of things because of uh, people conflicted over this whole, the outcome? I do know that when the sentence came down that Jaskarat Singh Sidhu will be serving eight years in prison concurrently. He got eight years for dangerous driving causing death for each count and five years for each count of dangerous driving causing bodily harm. And when that was said in the courtroom, it was quiet, actually. There wasn't much size or much of a reaction. And I think that's because a lot of people are at a loss. I think a lot of the families know that this doesn't change anything. This doesn't bring back their loved ones. And even though that some would like to still see a harsher sentence, it still doesn't bring their loved ones back. And my understanding, as I said earlier, uh, he's a non-permanent resident of the country. So uh, after he serves a sentence, he would be deported. Is that correct? Yes. So if he served, if he was sentenced anything more than six months, he would then have to be deported after his time served. He left the makeshift courtroom here in Melfort um, in custody today. And even even then, when he was speaking uh, earlier this year uh, during the sentencing hearing, and when he spoke, you can just feel that he's just an absolutely broken man. He didn't set out to do that that day. The defense did say that he did get distracted by a flapping tarp that was in his rearview mirror, and then he missed four signs that were warning of an intersection and then a very large stop sign with a red flashing light, and that's uh, when he blew through that, and that's when the horrible crash happened. So... Yeah, it, it was a, it's a very heavy sadness in court. Um, and again, that reaction, I think, is just because people are at a loss. Yeah, well, the judge went on to say it was inconceivable that he missed the intersection's large signs, four in total. There was a car across the way that had stopped as well for the bus that was approaching, did it not? Yeah, so it... Then it, 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 she, she did play, take that into account into her sentence as well. So that was that was part of why he did get on that eight-year sentence when the defense was asking or they didn't make a clear recommendation of what they wanted but they kept referencing cases that were between that 18 months and four and a half years and the crown was asking for 10 years to be served concurrently so she did take that into account when she was making the sentence i think because it wasn't uh, i think it was eight years because he pled guilty. He showed lots of remorse, and that also played a role in her decision. Again, Sarah Comedina is uh, on the line with us from Saskatchewan. This in response to the sentencing today of Jaskarat Singh Sidhu, who was the driver of the semi that uh, crashed into the, or the Humboldt bus crashed into, and uh, he got an eight-year sentence. Uh, as you say, the Crown was asking for 10. His defense it's suggested anywhere from 18 months to four years as being kind of precedent established, I guess, by cases somewhat similar, but nothing has been uh, likened to this, according to the judge anyway, where uh, 16 people losing their lives, 29 uh, injured. And so as a consequence, uh, he got 29 counts of dangerous driving, causing death or bodily injury. He did plead guilty, showing remorse, as you say. But some family members, and we played a clip earlier on the news, that uh, some had felt he should have gotten the maximum in each case, not being served concurrently. How prevalent was that sentiment? Well, and that was just it. For the family members that are still holding on to anger or not able to let go of anger, not still holding on to it, but able to let go of that, 
it's hard to see that he does only get eight years for them. And we did hear from Toby Boulay, and I'm sure recognize that name. His son, he died in the crash. Logan Boulay, he was the organ donor, and he he said if it was each count, he would be serving close to 193 years. And he said that, um, you know, I guess eight years for the deaths and eight years for bodily harm is uh, for each count wouldn't um, happen with Canadian law, but he would have liked to see a harsher sentence. But that just isn't what happens here in Canada. On the other side of the spectrum, Christina Hogan has already spoken about how she has uh, found a way to forgive Sadu, I think, just just for herself. And she is the widow of Darcy Hogan, the coach of the team. And she said that um, for her and her family, um, emotions aren't tied to any sentence because she doesn't think it's beneficial for them. And there's just no winner here. Um, she says that she thinks the court did their job and they're grateful for the professionalism and people that they had supporting supporting them. So it, it, it is a different spectrum. All of these families, though, are still grieving. In just two weeks, that will mark one year since the tragedy. And they're, they're just handling it the best way they can. My understanding as well is that the owner of the trucking company out of Calgary, uh, also now facing eight counts of failing to comply with safety and log-keeping regulations? Yes, and that was another, um, you know, sentiment as well, that they hope that this, this sentence for Sadu will make changes in the long run for trucking companies to be held accountable, to train more. So I think we will see that more uh, unfold more as, as that case goes on as well. Yeah, because the training for the uh, semi-drivers, of which there are 300,000 approximate in Canada, has been optional for ev- everywhere except in this province, Ontario, but otherwise optional. So that's about to change in Saskatchewan, is it not? Or has already? Yes, we, we have made some different rules here in Saskatchewan um, in because of this tragedy, when Sadu was driving the truck that day, he only had a week of on-the-job training, and then he was driving a B-train truck, and and a week later is when the tragedy happened. When that was set in court back in January, people gasped and started shaking their heads. It, it does upset a lot of people that there's not enough training for these truck drivers. Yeah, uh, two of those weeks, I guess, with an instructor or a companion and one week without, and this happened to be the week without uh, when the fatalities occurred. It's just, uh, I mean, tragic beyond comprehension. And by the way, uh, the judge did say, I guess it was inconceivable that uh, he uh, missed the intersections and the large signs, including the flashing lights, because he was distracted by a tarp that was blowing in the back of the truck, uh, which she said doesn't really excuse or mitigate anything here, because even though he couldn't foresee the consequences of his actions, it doesn't excuse him from fault. Now, uh, any idea where he's going to serve his time now? Um, I'm actually not aware where he's going to be serving his time right now. Uh, I did I did see him walk out of the courtroom today, uh, and then they, they did take him away, but uh, right now I'm, I'm not aware. All right, uh, but we know he got uh, eight years on all these counts concurrently, and uh, so to many people's minds that may not uh, be harsh enough to others, I mean, it doesn't really bring anybody back and they might see it's uh, excessive however i do want to stress again that he's being deported at the end of it and uh for many too that might be a completion of the sentence that might affect some closure I want to thank you so much for your report sarah thanks for your time thank you sarah comedina uh, global news reporter on the scene in saskatchewan
you know, this is the thing. I mean, uh, we followed this case with interest. It was almost a year ago. Uh, it will be in about uh, a week and a half, April 6th, that fateful afternoon. And they say the sun didn't play a part, no environmental concerns or anything like that. Uh, you know, but the, the fact that the guy is going to be deported, uh, they say he grew up on a farm in India, followed his girlfriend to Canada in 2013, is a permanent resident but not a citizen of Canada. And under federal law, a permanent resident convicted of a crime that holds a maximum sentence of at least 10 years will be deported. And in this case, uh, the sentence certainly called for that and more as a maximum. He didn't get the max, but uh, being deported. So you want to see him deported sooner rather than later. Do you think he serves as much of the time here in Canada as possible before we send him packing or a shorter sentence, but kick him out of the country? Which to your mind uh, would seem to be justice being seen to be done. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.